Hello and welcome back to Pastoral Parsha. I'm Michelle Friedman. And I'm Rachel Yehuda. And we're both from YCT Rabbinical School. And in each episode, we explore an aspect of psychology based on the Torah reading of the week. So we're in the book of Exodus, and today we're talking about Parshat Titzaveh. And our theme is kind of going to be, to close, make the man. We're continuing from last week where we talked about Truma, the blueprint for building the temple, the Mishkan, and now we're talking about the tremendous detail and specificity of the garments that the priests who are doing the temple worship are going to wear. Yeah, and this is a really fascinating topic. And of course, this comes on the heels of building a sanctuary. So we have had civil tort dealt with in one parsha, then this building God's sanctuary, and now something very different. And we are going to take a class of people from within a nation, and we're going to make them special. Right. And we're going to have the most special of those people be the high priest. And what's really very interesting about how the garments are made is that God commands Moses to make the garments for his brother Aaron. So this is very similar to what we talked about last week with uh, God telling Moses that he has to take a donation from the children of Israel to make his sanctuary. And another thing that is echoes, I think, for all of us is Moses, the great leader, is going to be making these, or overseeing anyway, the fashioning of these garments for his brother and his brother's descendants. So this continues a theme of brothers and how are brothers going to cooperate for the ongoing leadership and service of the people. Cooperation between brothers was not a theme that was successful in the book of Genesis. And this is a whole shift in Exodus. Well, not only that, but the, the archetypal story of brothers um, which was Jacob and Esau. Also, there was a clothing story. That's right. In Genesis, where right. uh, Jacob put on animal skins uh, to deceive his father so that his father would think that he was his brother. We can go even further back. I mean, this isn't brothers, but certainly in the very beginning with Adam and Eve, when they become aware after eating from the tree of knowledge of their nakedness, they make clothes for themselves clothes from skin. And you, you've referenced the, the skins um, that, are, that uh, Jacob uses to deceive his father Isaac. Well, it's, it's very interesting because the actual word beged, which is clothing, the root of that word is bagad, betrayal, uh -huh. really. So the same root for clothing is betrayal, and I think that it might really come from these two biblical stories. And it's goes... Adam and Eve betrayed their, um, their obligation by eating from the tree of knowledge, and then they had to be clothed. And now here, the Jacob story, where he deceives his father with clothing, here we're going to be using clothing for a very different purpose. But before we even get here, we can also reference the clothing that Jacob experiences through giving his favorite son, Joseph, the coat of many colors, which is a big point of contention, 
of favoritism, and it's that same coat that becomes torn up and dipped in blood. Another betrayal. Another betrayal through clothing. And that same Joseph, the, the text we talked about this, is references his clothing when Potiphar's wife, who's trying to seduce him, pulls his clothing. So clothing has kind of a dark connotation until now. And we certainly know in contemporary society how clothing can become fashion, can become something that is beautiful and creative, but also kind of oppressive. And the term slaves to fashion kind of comes in here <laughs> in a very relevant way. Yeah, you're mixing your metaphors. <laughs> That's right. We're having recently freed slaves yeah. in the book of Exodus and slaves to fashion today. So what does Titsavik tell us about clothing? Well, I think that we're meant to understand that these were very elaborate garments, that they were to be fashioned in a certain way with the breastplate and the stones, and that they were um, associated with ritual wear. There were, we read in Yom Kippur the entire story of how the high priest puts on his garments. And there's quite a lot of um, discussion based on this Torah reading in the Talmud about the garments that uh, were worn by the priests in, for their service. So I think that the idea here is that what is being introduced here and in the previous Torah portion is the concept of aesthetics. Right. And here there is a real beauty associated with the clothing that is going to be worn. And we're introducing a whole new thing to a slave nation. That's right. And there's been other uh, references to beautification. Uh, we know from last week's portion about the bells that were in the Torah, uh, in the in the tem temple. And so one can imagine the sounds, the, the sounds of the musical sounds of bells. We've been introduced a long time ago to um, smells, to the smell of sacrifices. Um, but we're going to be hearing about the smells of the temple, the smells of incense. And certainly clothing is a way of beautification on a very personal level. We all wear clothes of some sort or another. And last week, Rachel, you referenced on the personal level, when we were talking about the building of the sanctuary, how in contemporary times people get engagement rings and people buy this very expensive thing which doesn't have any practical purpose. The correlate of the engagement ring in Titsave is a wedding dress. Wedding dress yes. You know, talk about a big purchase that has really minimal practical use, only to be donated perhaps to other brides, but this giant investment in one garment for a ritual purpose that has great meaning to people. At least it gets worn once a year. That's right. I mean, the uh, the, the, the uh, priest's garments. Well, they got, it got worn, it got, those garments, on a no, daily those, basis, those actually. Those garments actually did get worn because they were used um, whenever there was a service, which was daily, during the days of the temple. I think that we're seeing a turning point. I think that as the children of Israel become a nation, things that had previously not worked out in the past might be able to be conscripted for a good purpose. Rehabilitated. Yes. Yes, and, and, and in this very 
perhaps part of the need for this lengthy, highly detailed description of how these clothes are to be made is almost a way of uh, purifying some of the negative aspects that were associated with clothing before. It's also a way to get the children of Israel focused on the fact that they too now have a high priest, uh, they don't just serve Pharaoh, they're working on their own nation, that there are people within their own nation that might also lead them. So, you know, we talked last week about what are the modern temples that people have invested great resources in. Talked about banks, you can think about cathedrals, can think about, I think I mentioned the Apple Store. Um, and something that kind of goes with that is who are our priests today of culture and how do we observe them? And certainly one of them are celebrities, politicians, designers. I'm reminded of a piece I read in the New York Times recently by the fashion editor who talked about what politicians wear. She commented on this Nancy Pelosi's burnt orange coat and she went on to discuss do people talk about what male politicians wear? And she said, in fact, they do. So I think that we do pay a lot of attention to what celebrities wear, to what politicians wear, to what royals wear. Certainly coronation robes are probably the closest equivalent, maybe uh, Catholic clergy clothes that we see in contemporary culture of garments that are fashioned for ritual purposes in the broader culture but attention to what people wear and people's fascination with it is something to pay attention to. Thanks for listening to the Pastoral Parsha with Dr. Michelle Friedman and Dr. Rachel Yehuda. This podcast is brought to you by Shivat Chobavet Torah. To learn more, visit yctorah.org.